check, check, mic check. Championships coming up this weekend at High Point. Should be fantastic. Good race. Who can forget 2000 High Point? Kelly Smith, Steve Mathis taking the win in the muddy conditions. Fantastic track. Uh, the second longest tenured track on the circuit. They've had a race every year there since 78, I believe, and Red Bud has been every year since 77. So those two tracks vying for the uh, longest running continuous national. Uh, on the circuit. So looking forward to uh, talking some moto with you guys. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Please call us now. Ask us a question. Uh, Jason Thomas coming on. Uh, Michael Antonovich from uh, Transworld Motocross. And Chris Wheeler from uh, Suzuki Racing is going to come on too and update us a little bit on things that's going on at Suzuki. Fly Racing. They make much more than gear, of course. Handlebars tie-downs, levers, and bike stands. That's right. We are giving away a fly lift uh, bike stand on the show. Retail price over 100 bucks. And, uh, yeah, give us a call. We'll give that away to a lucky winner. No more lifting your bike on the stand. That's way too much work. Take this fly racing stand and put it underneath there, and uh, you'll um, you'll be in heaven. Uh, with, a tre- with a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's gear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight, be protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing Evo 2.0 uh, Racewear fulfills all those requirements. First BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort adjustment, smooth even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed uh, adjustment. Evo 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced uh, Jersey and Glove as well. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board the show. Thanks for them for giving away the uh, bike stand to a, a lucky caller, 702-586-BOLT. we got a few lines open. And, uh, yeah, and NFAB, too. Uh, NFAB light bars, OR light bars, and LMB bumper brackets take advantage of NFAB's patented multi-mount system. It's, they've got a full range of those things. They've got LED roof mounts, and they've got uh, uh, industry-leading six innovative styles of sidesteps of Vrasser and uh, Vrasser light mounts, like we said. The JGR Yamaha team depends on NFAB, as does the NFAB Ampro Yamaha off-road team. They all use NFAB and... Um, you should uh, use NFAB as well. If you have a Jeep truck or SUV, we thank those guys for uh, for coming on. Like I said, JT, Michael Antonovich, Chris Wheeler from Suzuki all coming on. A uh, couple of breaking news here uh, on the show coming up for High Point this weekend. 
Uh, Blake Baggett looks like he's out. Yoshimura Suzuki uh, rider will be out for this weekend. Thought he would be in with the plated collarbone, but he's out. The number seven, uh, James Stewart, is uh, iffy from the latest I heard. He's iffy to, to race, so we'll see what happens there. And so Matt Bichelia is in. Remember Matt Bichelia showed up at uh, Lakewood at, uh, on a Yoshizuki, went uh, 10-10 for eighth overall, killed it really, rode great. Uh, he'll be back on the Yoshizuki, and we'll see what happens with Stu. Baggett is out. Also, uh, just got in the last half hour, Trey Kennard out for high point with a, a bulging disc in his back. So he'll be reevaluated week to week. I, that sounds like a pretty serious deal. I don't know if I'd look for him for uh, round five either. Um, so we'll see. Honda Trey Kennard, he's out for high point too. And uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down over there, the Tits Legendary. Tits. Hey, Steve. Level of concern over Dungey. Now, zero. There's no. What, what do I do? It's not like I can go He's up to out. 94. He's out. I mean, it's just heartbroken. Or are you okay with this? I mean, not okay. The but. gun was literally in my mouth, uh-huh. like like cocked, and uh-huh. my wife came in. She actually stopped me. That was the only thing yeah. that kept me from. Well, blowing my I didn't think you had that much passion about anything in life. But well, maybe surprisingly, I do. <laughs> but at least I'm not in the Stewart camp. That's just uh, <laughs> be worse. Off the tr- oh yeah, much worse. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Dungey out, of course, with a uh, neck injury uh, suffered. That's uh, that's a bad deal for Ryan, the KTM team. So uh, Dungey out, Baggett out, Stu's iffy, uh, and Canard out. So, um, yeah, crazy. Um, all going to be uh, up in the air for uh, this series. Kenny Roxon's now got a pretty big lead over Kawasaki's Eli Tomac, although I think, I think Tomac will be better. I think Tomac will be closer to uh, – Closer to Roxon than he was been. I, I just think with Dungey out and and, and he, he had a great second moto. I, I just I think he can do it. Uh, we'll see. Let's get uh, Fly Racing's Jason Thomas on the line there, tits, and uh, we will get to Dave. Dave, what's going on? How are you? Welcome to the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. All right, I got a question. Uh, you're going over to Italy, right, for the GP, right? Yeah, next week. We, there will be no Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show next week. I will be in Italy. All right, I got a a good idea for a show. Okay, you know the MXGP. Going to be the last race here at Glen Helen, right? Yep, yep. Why don't you see if you can get Paul Malin and maybe Adam Wheeler on that show after the week, you know, and talk about some GP, you know, probably get some European more fans and, you know, talk about his race when they beat USA back in 94 in uh, Rockenberg, uh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I've done a podcast with Paul, a one-on-one Racer X podcast for like an hour. Um, it was really good. He was really interesting. You want to search the archives for that. Um, okay. Yeah, do that. Check. Just Google Paul Malin and podcast and uh, search in iTunes or whatever. Um, good guy, Malin. And um, so you want to do a show. Uh, you want to do a show before the like Glen Helen? Before the Glen Helen or after I come back? Or after. After. You know, they, they can come up maybe, you know, him and Adam Wheeler talk about, you know, GP, what's going on with them and. You know, maybe you might get some more European listeners or whatever. You know, yeah. when do you yeah. want this date? I'm confused. When when would you like this? Well, show? after the U.S. I mean, oh, after okay. the last GP. After Glenn, Glenn Helen. Helen. Okay, so like a GP, yeah, yeah. like a GP wrap up. Yeah, kind of. Right. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, maybe, perhaps that can happen. Uh, I'll be yeah. I'll be over there next week, and maybe I'll talk to the boys. Yeah, that's where you can talk to them. Yeah, I've been trying maybe. to get I've been trying to get Wheeler and I on on the podcast just to talk about the GPS period, and we've been missing each other. So um, okay. I'm working on it, but yeah, we'll see. Are you going to any of the GPS, Dave? Uh, no, I've been to a bunch of them, but, uh, I lived over there in Italy for like Europe, oh. 10 years in the military. So, well, yeah, but what about the uh, Charlotte or Glen Helen? Oh you know? yeah. I'm going to go to the Glen Helen one. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 
Cool. Okay, man. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Sorry, man. All right. Uh, first up, our guest, first uh, up this today on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show is uh, Fly Racing Zone Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? Are you going to Glen Helen GP or Charlotte GP? No. Okay. Um, hey, we're giving away a Fly Racing uh, a full, a kick up uh, stand. I didn't know you guys made those. Another example. We do. We do. Of our Fly our Racing Ingenuity. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah, hard parts is ever expanding. We're going to give that away to a lucky caller here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. A few lines open, 702-586-PULP. Uh, Chris Wheeler from Suzuki will be on. Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross. And, of course, uh, our own Jason Thomas. So, JT, uh, first up, Canard out. That's got a bit of a shocker. He's a fly racing rider. Uh, bulging disc in the back is what the press release said. Um, I wouldn't look for him to be back next week either if, if that's really what it is. I mean, they said he'll be evaluated week to week, but... Gee whiz, you'd hard to, hard, to, hard to think that something could be get better in seven days. Yeah, it's rough. You, you had the same injury, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, I think a lot of people have. Yeah, I had a, a bulging disc. It was eight millimeters out. Um, right, yeah, I've never had this injury, so I was kind of leaning on you for more well, expertise I, on how these things go. But. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's gnarly. It depends on how far it's out, you know what I mean? The people three, mm-hmm. four millis out, people still ride and everything else and still have a problem. Mine was pretty big, eight millis out. I couldn't race a motorcycle or ride a motorcycle. I had serious pain. But um, just hard to say how it's going to get any better. I think you can. your first step is getting an injection, um, mm-hmm. and then they try that and see how that works. And uh, if that helps, then you can keep keep riding or keep you know keep working, let's say, keep living your life. But, but uh, geez, riding a dirt bike, that's tough. That's a tough deal. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I know speaking selfishly for fly racing, it's definitely a bummer. Yeah. Um, he's our, uh, you know, I guess the other guys probably wouldn't be bummed to hear it, but I view him as our best chance to win at the moment. And uh, Be careful with, him, with chances to win. I, I, I've gotten in trouble with that, like Blos. He, well, he couldn't and win, and then people got mad. Right. He can win. Right, and that's why I said <laughs> people would probably not be happy to hear this, but right. that's how, it's my own opinion. I'm yes. allowed to view it however I want. Uh, so to have him not out there is, yeah, it's yeah. a letdown for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially with Dunge not out there, kind of opens the podium door a bit from it being locked pretty <laughs> pretty hard, oh. I feel, with Eli, Dunge, and Roxon. Uh, so, yeah, I was really counting on him to be a podium threat this weekend. So, well, yeah, this, I'm, I'm bummed to hear it. Literally before I started the show, before I got the Canard news, I had a question for you. My question was, okay, where's Dungey's out. Uh, Tits is in tears over there in the corner. He's very upset. Dungey's out. Um, Roxon and Tomac, we think, will be 1-2 in some order. Probably yep. Roxon, probably Tomac. My question was, who can possibly get up there and take that podium spot? And I would say Kennard. And now he's out. So, uh, Seeley would be a next guy. Jason Anderson, right? Well, I, I, um, yeah, I was going to go with Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, with him, his altitude sickness, uh, and if you listen to our NFAB, uh, Scott Motorsports, you know, uh, Fantasy Moto podcast, you would know that Anderson hasn't really done much since Colorado with his sickness. So I had Trey in third. I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just in a vacuum, I would pick Anderson, but not with him not riding, you know, and, and we really don't know how he's feeling still. So, yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know, the, these guys are dropping like flies, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, the latest news we got, uh, Blake Baggett out for this weekend. Yep. Um, yeah, I was surprised at that. Me too, me too. I mean, a plated collarbone is, you know, a fairly quote-unquote simple surgery. And, um, you know, he's been off for a couple of weeks, so I thought he'd be Well, there, he man. rode yeah. the next weekend. No, yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah, the yeah. strange part. Right, well, that too much pain kept it from going. So, okay, yeah. all right, but you got two weeks. Maybe there's been a small infection, you know, who knows. Um, 
So Baggett's out. Uh, Bichelli is back in, and JS7, I, I have a text from somebody that, that would know that said he's in. Uh, official word is that he's still iffy. So we'll see what happens with James. Of course, James, like we talked about on that show, he won high point uh, for his last last race win. So um, It would be cool that AP races. I mean, I, I don't expect much from him. I haven't really expected much from him in a while, but he adds excitement to the series, good or bad. Yeah, I mean, he just, uh, I'll just repeat ourselves, I mean, he just needs to stay on two wheels and get two solid motor finishes. You would think that would be easier than it's, <laughs> yes. than it's kind of come to fruition. Yes. But. yes, if I had told Jason Thomas when he raced, hey, just get us two moto finishes, be, I feel like you could do that pretty easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't you know, be the results you're looking for, but I don't feel yeah. like James's results are going to be the ones you're looking for right now no, either. So. No, um, yeah. So, you know, one guy that's really stepped up, um, especially at Lakewood, is Sealy. Uh, podium in one moto, the first moto he ripped through the pack from the back. Uh, this is a guy that... Could maybe be riding some momentum here. Yeah, he's uh, he's been you know kind of the one of the the stories of the summer. You know, it's a young summer so far, um, but one of the kind of the shining moments, especially for Honda, who hasn't had many of those lately. Um, so it's good to see. It's good for to see a guy really work on his game and improve. Um, you know, we, you've. You've commented many times on how he's changed his training program up, and he's done some things that he's you know never done before with the the weight training and and just different ways of of preparing yourself, and it's showing. You know, I, I just would have never, I would have never thought he would he could put in a ride like he did at Colorado. You know, and and he yeah. held off an injured now we know injured Ryan Dungey, yeah. um, but still even his moto finishes before then. Uh, he was really impressive the opening moto of the yep. year until you know he, he got a little tired at the end of the moto, but just the pace he had right. uh, was really impressive. Well, remember and, uh, at the end of Supercross, he came back. He was injured for what he missed three rounds or four rounds or whatever, and then so yep. he he was still kind of getting at Hangtown. He still wasn't one hundred percent, you know. Um, right. So yeah, it was it was a good ride. Yeah, it, he's doing things that I I wouldn't have expected to see from him at all. So uh, kudos to him. I mean, that's what that's what hard work will get you. Yeah, yeah. It, it um, should be interesting to see. Yeah, Anderson, Anderson's hot and cold. Like he's he's balls out fast at times, and you're just like, okay, all right. And other times, like I th- still feel like he's gra- getting a hold of this, like be there every week type four fifty so? type of guy. Yeah, because I don't think so. Sometimes I, I don't he's see just it. sometimes he just gets poor starts. And if you, I looked at his, I was looking at his results from last year. And I mean, obviously, it's in, you know he's got more experience than last year. But man, they were up and down last year too. Sometimes he was on fire, and sometimes he was like, you know, sixth, seventh place guy, just kind of go seven, eight on the day or whatever. So, well, I would agree with you last year. Yeah, but I'm more looking at this year, and I thought he was incredibly consistent in Supercross. He kind of, you know, quote unquote, brought it every weekend. And then the outdoors until Colorado, it's really hard to find fault with what he was doing out there. You know, passing Tomac late in the motos and. Um, you know, battling for podium spots. I've, I've really liked what I've seen from him, and I think that's his consistency has come from the routine, you know, the same routine that Dungey and these guys are on that we've talked about a million times. But I think he's maturing in front of our eyes. And, and I think the, you know, the Lakewood thing, you can't really count that. It's not like he was underprepared going no. into, yeah, it's just one you of know, those that's things. just something that's that's just how your body reacts to different elements. So, I, I really like what I've seen. I don't know how this weekend's going to go, as we said, yeah. with 
you know, the lingering sickness. Um, but I think he's kind of turned a corner on a guy that you can count on to at least be top five and, and hopefully in that third or fourth spot week in and week out. He just uh, he leaves himself no room for error, I think, through the first four motos of the year with his starts. He's been fast. He's been coming up. But, like, one one fall and then he kind of ruins his chances a little bit. Like, I, I just want to see him start up front all the time and be, like, a guy that can, you know, that can do it. When you look at his average start, it's uh, it's eighth place. His average start through the first uh, first set of races. So it's not bad. I, Eli Tomac would uh, well, probably give you a yeah, couple hundred grand. Uh, yeah, Tomac is another story altogether. Exactly. Um, speaking of Tomac, though, I feel like I feel like he'll be closer to Roxon this weekend. I feel like he's probably going to go two two, but I bet he's closer than I don't know the thirty seconds to a minute that it's been. I just feel like with Dungey out, and maybe now Eli's second moto was pretty damn good at Lakewood. I bet you he steps it up. He may still get beat, but I think the gap's going to be closer. You know what? I think you could be right, and then I think you could be wrong. Because I'll tell you what it's going to depend on as this starts. Uh, this track is very hard to pass on. The, the ruts all kind of wind back into one in a lot of sections. And it just, it doesn't, the track doesn't lend itself to passing all that well. Um, I've just, I've been in that situation and I've watched it in the years since I've stopped racing is guys just get stuck behind the other guy. And unless you just have, you know, a brilliant line somewhere, um, if the guy in front of you is smart, he knows where, you know, the opportunities are and he's going to fend you off. So I think if Tomac starts 15th and Roxon starts inside the top three where he's been starting, Roxon's going to be gone. Before, long before Tomac can even think about getting a clear track and turning his lap times down, Roxon's going to be gone. So that's the problem more than anything is that Eli's first few laps, because of the traffic he's in, he's giving up three, four, five seconds a lap. And, it, you know, if you let that happen for four or five laps, but boom, there's 20 seconds. So it doesn't really matter how fast you ride. If you can't get to the front soon enough, and Roxon's doing a great job of which he wasn't last year of getting to the front early, the race is over by the fourth or fifth lap for Eli, and, and that's unfortunate for us, and it's unfortunate for you know he and his team as well. Average start, 12th place for Eli Tomac. Average start for Kenny, second place. Right, and, that, <laughs> and that's all that you really need to know. Even if guys are going the same speed, if you just take those two elements, the race is over mm-hmm. because you know the, the field is really deep uh, inside those top ten spots, so it's not like you can just blow through these guys. Um, they are better than these guys, yes, but... Eli is not so much better than guys like Blake Baggett and Jason Anderson and Josh Grant. They can't just, you know, come up on them and be go right around them in one turn. You know, it takes a little bit of time to pass world-class riders. Um, and I think we got, you know, we got um, accustomed to seeing guys like James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael blow through the pack because they were just light years better than everyone. Uh, well, that's just not the case anymore. It takes time for these guys to move up. And, you know, I... I just don't think that unless Eli can figure out a way to be in that top five on the first lap, he's not going to see Kenny, and we're going to see more of the same. Yeah, I think so. I think we see better starts from Eli, too. I just think well, that, And if that happens, yeah. you're going to be right. Yeah. I, I fully believe that. If, if they start together, I think Kenny's better than him, but it'll be, you know, it'll be yeah. a race anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll see some, some sort of race at the front. Um, is there, there's no way anybody can get in. You don't think. There's always a way, of course, but hard to see anybody getting in the top two other than those two guys, right? I mean. I don't think so. I you know, can't I see it. Kennard was the one of the guys that I thought had a chance, and Anderson being the other. And, and we've seen Anderson pass Tomac. You know, it's, it's happened. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but with Anderson dealing with his issues with health and then Trey going out now, uh, I don't I don't see anybody capable. You know, Baggett would be another guy that, that could do it, but he's dealing with his own health problems too. So, you know, it's it's unfortunate for the, the bigger scope of racing that the two best guys are the two healthiest and, and none of the other guys are really in a, in a position to step up. 702-586-7857. Give us a call uh, here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB, flyracing.com. We're still looking to give away a stand to a lucky caller, uh, just a random caller who uh, calls in and asks a good question. We'll, uh, we'll make that happen. Um, all right, let's go to this guy. He's been on hold for a while. Uh, Raining Yellow, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say I don't want the fly stand. Yeah, you're not getting the can't fly stand. It. Yeah, you're not getting it, but okay. No, I can't, I can't have that in my house. But uh, any uh, news on far as not... I got. I heard you say about James this weekend, but uh, what about for next season? Any any news going around? Um, I haven't heard anything besides. I reported earlier this year that uh, they were talking to Honda um, about maybe Mookie and James getting on a Honda next year and doing their own thing. And that was mm-hmm. a re- that was a real uh, real rumor, real thing that was really happening behind the scenes. I've now been told that that's off. That's not going to happen. Huh. Uh, Honda has a brand new bike coming out next year and they just aren't going to be able to supply the parts. There was an earthquake over there as well that's going to delay things a little bit. So there's going to be issues with getting factory Hondas up and rolling and they just simply don't have enough for, for both Stu brothers. But there was something there for sure. So I did yeah. hear that. Um, okay. What did you hear? I did hear that, that Mookie uh, has been extended a possibility of uh, continuing the role that Justin Bogle is in, which hmm. we keep hearing that deal is off every year, and then they keep finding a way to extend yeah. it. So I, yeah. I did hear that this week. The Geico guys and that, are that always – kill the whole Team Stu's, though. Right? Yeah, yeah. The Geico guys are always, like, telling me, and, and we don't want to do this. We only doing it. We only did it to Eli because, you know, we, we want to help him. We've been there for him, and we only did it for Bogle because he couldn't get a good ride. You know, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe they no, keep I it did, going. I did yeah. hear that, that they're going to – they would offer that again, which, yeah. you know, hmm. goes against everything they say. But Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be I, interesting. I heard from a very good source, too, so I wouldn't have brought right. it up otherwise. Yeah, so. Sure. Well, All think, right, well. Hopefully we see him this weekend. And uh, and uh, on a side note, it is good that Geico does that because there's too many guys that outride. So it's cool that these guys step up and do that. So yeah, I agree. So all right, all right you guys, all right, have a good show. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it should be interesting to see what goes on with JS. So we're having Chris Wheeler on. I don't expect him to drop any news on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, but um, maybe, maybe. Who knows? See what happens with him. Uh, Kalen, you there? Uh, yeah. What's up, man? You want to talk about Trey Kennard? Yeah, well, I was going to talk about I, I, last last week, or actually, I guess it was yesterday, I was listening to last week's show. Mm-hmm. You guys talked about the Motocross and Nations team, and um, you mentioned Kennard and Seeley, but you guys never mentioned, um, oh, shoot, uh, Cooper Webb on a 450. Yeah. And yeah. He, he killed it last year. He did. He rode well. And uh, I think we did mention somebody brought him up at some point. Oh, but, okay. um, yeah, right, he, well, I up. yeah, he's going to. You know, he could possibly go with Canards. Let's say Canards okay with his injury and he's he's back in not too long. With him switching teams, I don't see him going. Everybody who switches right. teams never wants to go. Um, right. You know, the team that he rides for now doesn't want to put the effort and the cost into going for a guy who's leaving and the, the new team he isn't ready to um, to ride for. So, I mean, right. that makes sense. Seeley, J-Mart, Cooper Webb on a 450, like, okay. like Yeah, that'd be a good team. Yeah, it's, um, JT, it's going to be 
it's going to be tough to pick a team because, look, Dunge is, is probably out. I would say he's not going to be on the Motocross Nations team. And after that, man, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, you got to think Eli, right? Eli's one. Yep. Um, I think Eli, Trey, uh, or Eli Barsha um, would be your – probably Eli Barsha would be your two right mm-hmm. now. Whoever, Trey out of it. Whoever wins the um, 250s? And then basically just whoever your 250 champion is, right? Yeah. Or, or, I mean, if yeah. Kmart stays down, that's an easy pick. Savachi? You know, Savachi's staying down, that's another pick. Do you send Savachi if he wins over Jmart? Like, just uh, whoever you, wins? I think you have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well, your team, though. Whoever, you know. I, yeah. Right now, if you're sitting here today with taking injuries out of it, it's Eli Barsha and your 250 champ. Yeah. Uh, Saying Trey was out. I'm sitting here at work. I wrecked my dirt bike. Oh. First 250 I've ever owned, erected oh, three weeks ago. I pulled a bunch of ligaments, so I'm sitting here. I heard Trey was out, which leads me in uh, another question about him. Um, he's my favorite rider, and him going to KTM, if that actually happens, is he going to – you think he signs Alvin Baker and makes a step up and kind of uh, a win threat every – I mean, he's a win threat anyway. Yeah. But uh, do you think he finds that next level of consistency if he signs Alvin, or does that not happen? I don't think he signs Alden. I don't. I think uh, Alden's gone on record as saying, you know, he's got Muskan, Anderson, and Dungey, and he's looking for a 250 guy, uh, which would be a Husky or KTM guy via the terms of um, his deal with KTM. But I don't okay. think he wants a 450 guy. Um, another one. You know, it's pretty tough. I don't know if Trey would move yeah. to Florida either, JT, right? Like, I can't see Trey just up and up. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I've, uh, I've, we were talking about this my, uh, around here in the office this week, and you know what? I, stranger things have happened, um, but there's there's a lot of moving pieces there with Trey basically having to upheave his whole life to yeah. do this, uh, and then also mm-hmm. there's the factor of you know as you said, uh, Alden has made mention of the fact that having three elite level race winning capable guys is a lot to manage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good question, Kalen. Thanks, man. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah, hey, no problem. Have a good show. Thanks. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be weird to see what Trey does. Um, like, he's such an Oklahoma guy and loves it there. Like, would he really move his whole thing? I know He's looking to sell his property, or maybe he sold it and then rented it out to him, back to himself or something. But I don't know. I just can't see him saying, yeah, I'm in for Florida. I'm in, the, I'm in Central Florida. Here I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be someone more like one of the TLD KTM guys or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's what I see happening. Well, and I think he's got a good thing going with our buddy Tim Ferry. I think he likes it. I think it's going well. You yeah. know, so yeah. I mean, the one thing though is you can't look over his past few seasons and think that they've been an overwhelming success. Yeah, so like like yeah. How much does that weigh on him? Is just I need a change, and I'm just speaking. Yeah, yeah, completely, for sure. You know. For myself, I don't know how he feels, but I could see that happening too. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting point, and he could probably tell you very quickly whether it was a possibility or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's an easier move to do someone like Jesse Nelson or someone like that who's been around that program and, and KTM's trying to bring up versus it is trying to you know, manage all three egos and, mm-hmm. and have them show up and not want to fight during the week. So... You know, it's interesting. I didn't mention Tomac with the Dis Nations, and that's probably my, my bad for being an idiot. But, okay, so, yeah, Tomac's on for sure. Uh, would you – I would rather send – if I'm Team USA, and I'm Canadian, so whatever you guys do, it doesn't matter because we're, you know, we're your competitors. But I would send – if I'm DeCoster, I'm putting Webb on a 450 rather than Barsha 
and then going to 250 champ. But you think Barsha? How could you say that after Barsha won the race last year? Um, yeah, but Barsha's also had some poor races too. Okay, well, I'm just saying you, yeah. I don't think it's fair to pull Barsha off of a 450 when he he won. I mean, he was our guy last year. Like he was the best performer we had last year. But he's not having a great year this year. Yeah, well, he's, you know. he's going to flip the switch here as soon as it rains one day. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Take yeah. off on a tear again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Pichelia in for uh, Yosh Suzuki this weekend. 10-10 uh, last weekend in Lakewood or two weeks ago, eighth overall. Um, that's about as good as you could possibly hope for if you're Mike Webb and the Yosh guys. Um, you can do it again? I think 10-10 is asking a lot, but as I say that, uh, you know, Kennard and Dungey are both out, so there's two more spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's asking a lot uh, when you have guys like Shorty and, and Brayton and these guys that didn't necessarily have great races. Oh, and two, um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't talk about it, but Pike's back this weekend too, so look for Pike. Pike yeah. as well, yep. yeah. So I think, uh, you know, as we know with racing, there are going to be guys at DNF. There are going to be guys that he just beats by happenstance, not, you know, not necessarily he just goes faster, uh, mm-hmm. but they have an issue or they, you know, cut their hand wide open trying to eat avocado or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll do fine. I think top 15, but 10-10 for eighth overall is uh, it's a pretty high benchmark to to duplicate. Speaking of Bichelia, Stephen has a question. What's up, Stephen? What's your question uh, about Matt Bichelia? Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, JT. Just calling in uh, with with Matt. You know, with we just got the press release that he is in with the Yoshimura Suzuki ride this weekend. Um. And along with Baggett, I'm kind of having a tough time with where to put these guys on my Moto Dynasty, especially uh, with Baggett. Well, Baggett's out. Baggett's out? Baggett's out. Yeah, we thought he'd be in, and, and we just found uh, found out this morning that he's out. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. But, you you know, take away uh, Baggett and take away Dungey uh, from the Lakewood results, and you still have, but then add and take away Canard as well. But now you got to add Pike back in, and uh, Phil should be, Phil Nicoletti should be in the mix as well so um like jt said to anderson see, back in anderson's back in yeah from from lakewood so i mean i don't know if i would pencil matt in in my top 12 right now i'd have to see practice jt what do you think yeah the, the other person that i'm kind of leery on is uh is ac in the in the 250 class um you know with that sixth place it seemed like he was you know gonna be doing well and then all of a sudden you know, this week, has there been any whispers how he's looking this week? Or uh, he he hurt his shoulder in that crash in the second moto, but he got an MRI on it and he's fine. It no damage done, so everyone kind of exhaled there. He said he was feeling the best he's ever felt all year at Lakewood. Uh, he wasn't second when he went down. It was granted it was only the second lap, but um, I mean he's he's in your top twelve. Uh, I would put him somewhere between five and ten. What do you think, JT? Yeah, I think so. I like. Uh... I like Adam's chances moving forward. I think he showed, uh, has shown improvement each and every weekend, and that's important for him because we know he has the talent and he has the equipment. He has everything that you need to be a front runner. Um, he just needs to get some momentum on his side. And, he qualified uh, well, uh, like third yeah, last week, he's right? Qualified or, well, shoot, man, like every time, you know? Um, yeah. So I think uh, I think the starts will be huge for him if if he can start inside that top ten. Sky's the limit uh, because he we've seen he's not scared to push the edge and go go for the lead. So you know he's got to get. All right, JT. Well, hey man, being somebody that's from Lake Butler, Florida, you know where that's at. I do. And uh, Worthington Springs, Chicken Lip. All I right. just wanted to throw that out there, bro. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate uh, it. 
Florida Gators, Gainesville Gator member. Stephen didn't and care Jay. anything about what I had to say about Adam, though. No, he didn't. He was moving Just on. Jumped right in. Yeah, he was moving on. Uh, Cody, right. Cody, what's up, man? You want to talk about Jason Anderson and the Disnations, right? Yeah, I just was wondering why you guys. Uh, I don't know. It seems like you've brought up every name except for his. Is he not allowed to do that or something? Or? <laughs> I, I would put him ahead of Barsha. JT skipped That's, him, but yeah. I'm, I would. Put I just we- can't. Yeah. You know how you know how these things work with guys that have gone over a bunch of times. They they seem to have priority. Yeah, Roger likes, the, hence the stew, barely ever getting considered. Roger likes mm. the guys that have been there. They work with the team. They're no fuss, and they're team guys. Not saying Anderson isn't, but um, I think Roger, like JT said, Roger takes the knowns over the unknowns. But if I'm – but you think the Husky thing with Roger and all that, that's, JT, well, you know. I mean, yeah, Anderson's a very viable I pick. Too. I would yeah. never disqualify him from that. I just – I speak more from I just know how these picks go. You know, it's like it's and it's gone this way for 30 years. You know, like Kudrowski, we were talking about the other day, Steve, where he was off his game, but he had been so many times and done well. They're just like, well, I'll just send him. He knows the deal. You know. Yeah. And, and I think there's mm-hmm. that that thought process that comes into these things is they understand the culture, they know how the race works, they know how the food and all the situation works. Mm-hmm. And even if they're one percent worse, they'll choose that over the guy that may just be having a you know a good stretch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good point, Cody. Uh, he's got to be in the mix for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I might go with Webb on a 450 over both of those guys. That's just me. Why? Why would you say that? Webb rolled good last year, bro. Barsha smoked him. Yeah, Webb. Well, Webb. No, they didn't. Barsha didn't smoke yes, him. He Webb, did. Webb got a uh, bad start. Uh, no. Okay. Well, how does that affect the result? No. Wait. 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 Webb got was ahead of Barsha, and then Barsha caught him past him. But Webb was right up there in that third moto. Yes. The, are you? You're just going to ignore that. Point you passed ah, over, whatever. Passed yeah. and pulled away from him. Barsha was also winning nationals last year, so he was he was on another level. Okay, well, Cooper I Webb, doubt bro. that Webb. I doubt that. I mean, Webb might want to take some time off because I know he's going to Australia and his hand. I don't know. Yeah, that's you know? that's uh, absolutely that's true too. Yeah, it could be a point. Should be good. All right, so, thanks, you man. Can't, there's no way you can. Thank you. No, thanks. there's no way you could pick Webb over Barsha. I just for did a 450 spot. I just did. Well, okay. you're not even in this yeah. from this country, so you have you're trying to sabotage our team is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got news for you. You're gonna need a lot more sabotage than that. Uh, Robert, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. What's happening, man? Oh, not a lot. I was just gonna see. Uh, there's a uh, Alessi protesting uh, Davy. Does that does that already qualify your prediction of that being the shocking moment of the season in Canada? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I, you know what? It wasn't Alessi. It was the team, from what I understand. I don't think it was uh, a, a Lessie. He Lessie got the win because of Gurky and Millsaps getting docked. But I think it was the team. But I found it interesting that the, you know, the the other the team that finished, uh, Fasciati's team didn't protest, and they had, they had the most to gain. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. The, I just. Yeah. You know how it is. There's never. It's just hold your breath with the 800 because something great's going to happen eventually. Well, no, that, that, yeah, Robert, it doesn't qualify as my shocking moment. Freeze, I stand by the moment, uh, my, my prediction that Freeze and Alessi, one of them will be involved in some massive controversy in the Canadian Nationals at some point. I don't think the protest counts yet, so just hold on. It'll get worse. All right, well, hey, I, I appreciate it. I've never followed Canadian Moto. I'm from Texas, but uh, I appreciate you keeping us up to date. I've actually been following it pretty oh, closely I, this year. So. Yeah, that's good. There's a uh, Pulpamex uh, photo report on the Canadian Nationals every week, and uh, James Lissamore writes about how the guys did and everything else, so check that out as well. So, Awesome. Keep up the good work, man. Uh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Do you agree with me, JT, that Freeze and Alessi will, one of them or both of them, will be involved in some harebrained what-the-F moment this summer? Yeah, I can't wait for uh, Vince to go to Quebec again. I feel like that's just a 
powder keg, him rolling in <laughs> just, there. Uh, and if he's anywhere near Cabin Benoit, there will be fireworks. It will be awesome, right? It should be just incredible. All right, buddy. Thank you for uh, your time uh, today on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. And no uh, appreciate it. And we will uh, enjoy your weekend off uh, while I'm at High Point. All right. See you guys. Right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Flyracing.com and fab.com. Follow them on Instagram at flyracing and also at nfab inc. You can get the, those two social media um, tags going right there. We're still looking to give away a fly racing stand today to a lucky caller. Uh, Chris Wheelie from Suzuki also coming up. But for right now, he's Transworld Motocross Online Editor, Michael Antonovich. Anton, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? You, uh, you're not going this weekend? No. No. Wow. How come? What happened? Uh, because I leave on Tuesday to go to Europe, so I didn't want to fly to Pennsylvania to fly back, only to get back on an airplane 24 hours later. Yeah. But turns out that's what I'm going to do after Italy and into Redbud. So it yeah. doesn't really matter See? now. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving when I'm going Wednesday to Wednesday, so I'm, I'm set 48 hours. I'm getting on a plane either way, on either end. Yeah, well, that's so, okay. Um, yeah, you'll be in Manitoba with me. Wow, check it out. Mm-hmm. We're GP buddies. It should be good. It should be a good time. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right, let's concentrate a little bit on High Point here this weekend. Uh, Canard's out. Baggett's out. Uh, I've heard Stu is in. Matt Buscelli is in. Uh, Dungy, of course, is out. Reaction to all of that, Anton? What's your, what's your thoughts? I'm a little surprised by Trey. I mean, that's really unfortunate, really, because, like, Ryan, we didn't expect to get an email this late in the week, mm-hmm. you know, or at any time thinking that he was going to get hurt. Um, a bulging disc, though, like, how long does that take to recover? Some people could come back really quick. Some guys, it could be the end of their season, depending on how bad it is. Yeah, so, they don't, they're not giving us that measurement, obviously. So Yeah. So, I mean, it could be like – the other thing is, too, you know, there's no break between now and what is it? Uh, six in a public. row. Yeah, we got six in yeah. a row. So, I mean, there's no chance that – any guy that gets hurt now is going to have like a weekend off or something to to heal up and feel better. You're going to miss a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be uh, it's going to be tough to to see him. I, tough to see him come back like next week. You know, for for uh, where are we? Redbud. Tough to see him come back right. for Redbud. No, I mean Muddy but Creek. Then again, Muddy Creek. Sorry. But, yeah. but then again, remember Kenny had a back injury last year and then was at Hangtown. And then just as the season got better, he overcame it. So who knows? Yeah. Like, who knows what could happen between now and then? The back, like a back is a weird thing because, I mean, as you know, either it could be really bad and you can't do anything or it could be not so bad and you can manage the pain. Yep. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show uh, with Michael Antonovich from uh, Transworld Motocross. All right. Uh, we talked about this nations with a couple of callers and with JT. Who do you send? Who does Anton send to Italy uh, this year, assuming Ryan Dungey is out? Uh, what, are your, um, what are your three guys? It's funny because my wife and I had the same conversation listening to your Monday show the other night, and I liked the way that it was all Yamaha last year, so either you could do something similar to that because those are all of your most stable guys, uh, Alex or Jeremy, probably more Alex because Jeremy probably will need a rest at some point. Um, Cooper, as long as he's healthy, and then I'm sure you could find somebody that could ride a Yamaha, maybe maybe Justin, if he gets it together, because he typically does well at the nation, or you do the opposite of that, and then maybe even have a Cowie team, Grant, Eli, and uh, Sabachi. Well, why does that matter? Why do all the bikes matter? What? <laughs> well, I mean, like, just theoretically, you have all of those guys, like, 
on those teams are mm-hmm. still doing really well, and all of those brands could pitch in the sport instead of like right. a little bit of a fight here for one company to pitch in. And wow, it, I don't one see how covers it. I don't see how you can't monster send, money, dude. I, I, monster money. Oh no, you totally could. You I don't totally see. Could. I don't see how you can't send you. You leave Eli Tomac off the team. He's stamped, and he's on good. Yeah, I so. would say. Yeah. So, I mean, either way. So, okay. So, Savachi wins. And, and are you with JT? Like, whoever wins 250s, you send? No matter what. If it's Savachi, if it's J-Mart or A-Mart, you send the winner. Yeah. Or Webb, whatever. Yeah. You yeah, send, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer at that point because you we need to send our best guy to race with their best guys. Right. And uh, Barsha and Webb in 450s along with Tomac, one of those two guys, maybe Anderson? Yeah. Because um, Jason's never really had a shot. Uh, everybody else is, has done it. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder, do you tend to experience or do you just go for raw speed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What What do you, uh, any new silly season stuff that you hear? Any new rumors floating around? I think the J-Mart thing, like not doing RCH as everybody, uh, like, you know, we all pretty much thought it was a guaranteed deal and it doesn't sound like that's going to happen now. I think that the the 250 news, him staying back is, that happens it's a really good thing because he needs another year of experience on it just for supercross and then if he jumps up to a 450 great and if yeah. that's what happens it's good to see yamaha make such a big effort next year again like way more than we thought they would yeah absolutely no he's definitely staying down it's just a matter of what team yeah, yeah. from what and i, I think, gather yeah i think yamaha i think he's i think it i heard factory but who knows yeah yeah i yeah i, I don't see him staying at star so um no, crowded over there what's that It'll be really crowded over there at that point. Yeah, they've already announced their four guys, and, and, and they're moving on. And honestly, I think J-Mart wants to move on from them. I don't think everything's totally rosy over there with the whole Web and yeah. J-Mart thing. I don't know if you've gathered that a little bit from talking to different people. but Like, you know, with him and O'Mara parting ways, I figured that he would just follow suit with um, – what everybody else on the team does and just go to Swanepoel. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, I mean, it's working for his brother. It works for everyone else that's over there. But then you have to wonder, would because him and Cooper will both be 450 guys at a certain point and Cooper already has this, you know, history with Garrett's, like, do you infringe on that or do you just let it go? And yeah, like, n- no, from what I gather, uh, Anton, the Swanepoel option is not an option because of training yeah. with Webb. It's just not going to happen. That's what I figured. Right. Because, like, you're not going to want to train with your biggest competitor, especially no. when it's, like, Anderson, Dungey, Muskin can do that because they're friends. You know, it's not, like, this bloodthirsty rivalry mm-hmm. between them like it is those two dudes. Right. Um, Joey Savacci's won two of the three nationals. Alex Martin's won the other. Uh, J-Mart has uh, um, two moto wins. This thing is getting pretty pretty equal right now. 123 for Savachi, 120 for J-Mart, 114 for A-Mart, and 110 for Webb. Now, Webb's got a 30-point lead on Plessinger in fifth. So if you look at those four guys, um, it's not inconceivable, I think, that Webb wins this title. He was a little bit bummed after Lakewood uh, the how far back he is in points. He's only 13 back. His wrist will be better. He has another week off, and we've seen some good rides. Like, like all any of these four, Savachi, Martin, Martin, Webb can win this title, and I would not be surprised if it's Webb. I think he's going to start coming on. No, I, I would totally see him as a threat all the way to the end because I mean, whatever they're doing with the wrist, if it, if it's taking the time off and you're losing a little bit of endurance in the second moto, you're still in the fight, so that's not a bad deal. But I think the other thing that's going to help him too is they're on the East Coast now, so he's 
kind of breaking up the monotony of always being in California, Glen Helen Thursday, Milestone Wednesday, Comp Edge, all that stuff. Like they're riding where he grew up now. So maybe now that they go to that program and they can do something else, it'll give them a little breath of fresh air and, and re-motivate them. He could still be in it at any point. You know, and maybe, like, not riding a track that is so rough here. Like, think about how gnarly Glen Helen is on a Thursday. The track that you're riding with only a handful of guys on the East Coast isn't going to be as bad. It's mm-hmm. not going to be square edge and choppy. So you could actually ride maybe and rest your wrist because you're not going to put it through the hell that is Glen Helen. Yeah, that's a good point. You're absolutely right. Uh, Savachi's been a surprise, uh, but no bigger surprise than Amart. Um how insane would it be, Anton, if Alex Martin was your 2016 250 motocross champion? Like, I, I mind would be blown. Seriously. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody could have predicted that because I mean he made a massive step last year just to win a moto. You know, and and, and, and it was to, muddy. It was muddy. So podium. so we all it was muddy. So we all went, eh, okay, it's muddy. Okay, you know? and then with how Supercross went for him, like he'll admittedly tell you it was not good. It was it was it was as bad as it could pretty much go for him because even nights that it looked like it was going to go okay like Oakland and then he smashes into that tunnel like, that did not go well so no one thought that that the summer would shape up the way that it has and and if he wins the like if he is top three that is such a gigantic step for him in two years time from what he was doing two years ago yeah yeah amazing right just an amazing a top story. three for him is pretty much a championship. If you're Zach Osborne and Amart's just riding better than you right now and winning a national, you got to be so pissed because they're buddies. Or I don't know how close they are anymore, but they were buddies. Um, and he's just got to be like, "What do I got to do, Osborne, to to win one of these things and step up to that level?" Zach just has to get a start. He he can't he can't be as far back as he is off the gun. I mean, he's coming around the first lap, buried in the outside the top ten. You know, and then he he does a really good job at picking guys off. But if you spend 25 minutes of energy trying just to get up to the top three, and they have a clear track, you're never going to catch them. You know, I think a, a, just a good start for him will be better. And I, if the arm pump thing that he's always suffered with is non-existent now, he'll be fine. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a win at some point this year. It's just going to come down to the start. Yeah, I think he wins this year. I do. I said I've said that a few times, but I do think he wins. Yeah. You know, at some point. He, I mean, happen. if you look at the if you look at the lap times and you look, he's he's finding his pace at the same time that all the other guys are. It's so it's not like there's this. It's not that he's lacking speed. Mm-hmm. He's just in a bad spot when everybody else is in a much better spot at the start. Has Austin Forkner surprised you as much as me as he has me? I mean, I I just thought this kid would be seven to ten, uh, you know, and probably suffer through some rookie races where he pulls a Hampshire or pulls a Jordan Smith. This kid is really, really legit so far through six motos. Uh, he's doing pretty much what I thought. Like, I figured he'd be a top three, top five guy a few times, but then still have little goofy things that a young kid will do, you know, just a small tip over that with as competitive as that class is, you can be in third and you tip over and you're down for 15 seconds and then you drop to ninth. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's pretty much right where a lot of people expected him to be. And I'm, I'm really surprised that he's blocked out all of that, like all of the distractions so well, you know, because there's a lot of attention to him uh, just from fans and from, you know, within mm-hmm. the sponsors and all that stuff. And, and he's managed really well to not let it affect him. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Um, you're right. It's, it's he's been impressive. I, 
And I've always said, like, his, his rides at the Monster Cup, like, this kid's for real in Supercross. Like, championship material, race-winning material in Supercross. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Whatever coast he rides next year, there there could be no doubt that he'll be a, a title contender. Yep. I mean, I, from what I heard this year, he was he could have went out and raced Supercross right now if, if he was allowed. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in 2016. He was, the couple times that I saw him, he was fast. Uh, before we let you go here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, Michael Antonovich from Transworld, do you have a, uh, a Justin Hill update? Um, I kind of just heard they're letting him figure out, like, if he's okay, because the back injury thing, and, and it's another thing like Trey, who knows how bad it really is, and, and can he rush to come back or not? Um, I, I don't know. I like. From what I've heard, I don't know when we can expect him back, if he'll be here this weekend or not, because he's not been in California. I think he spent that time between Supercross and the Nationals at his family's house up in Oregon riding his own track. So mm-hmm. just he's off the radar, and, and nobody is really hearing anything. <laughs> but, I mean, does that include the team? I don't know. I really don't know. I would think that they would have to know something, but if they know something, they're not letting it on to everybody. Uh, is Jesse Nelson okay? I heard he is, but do you know? Do you have you confirmed anything? Um, he was on our flight home from Colorado, and yep. he was definitely, definitely beat up. Uh, I mean, he landed right on his leg, and he thought he broke his lower leg. Okay. Um, so I know that he had to go to the doctor and stuff like that right afterward. But I haven't really gotten the chance to go to the, the test tracks lately, so I don't know if he's riding again. Mm-hmm. So if it was really bad, I would expect a press release. Um but I wouldn't be surprised if Jesse just shows up and, and races high point just because the kid wants to race. You know, they've yeah. Tyler's done a really good job this year at telling guys, don't rush back. You know, if you're yeah. hurt, take the time that you need. We don't have to sacrifice your whole career so you can make one or two motos or something. Yeah, it's been a tough start for those guys. Uh, Jesse's eighth, Oldenburg's 13th, McElrath's 14th. Tough, tough deal. And Alex Fry, of course, uh, out for the year with a torn, torn, yeah. torn knee. So not a great like you start. Have to th- yeah. You have to think that Oldenburg finishes out the year for him. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so now, right? For sure. So. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Anton, thank you for the time. appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you in Italy uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. All right, man. Have fun, right. guys. See ya. Thank you. 702-586-7857. Uh, we'll take the uh, caller. We've got 10 minutes left here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Our next guest, very important man at Suzuki uh, and former uh, top rider, privateer, king, uh, Chris Wheeler. What's up, Wheeler? How are you? Uh, good. How are you guys? I'm good. Hey, so what are you, director of motocross at Suzuki? What's your title, Wheeler? Uh, motocross manager. Oh, okay. Basically, um, right. Yeah, I handle all, all dirt stuff, so supercross, motocross, amateur, um, and then Pat Alexander handles all everything road. Yeah. Wow, real real important guy now, Wheeler. No, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> you can let everything go on the on the show today about Stu, Baggett, next year, everything. Go ahead. You can you can drop mm-hmm. it all right now. Uh, we'll we'll accept uh, you're, it. You're, you're cutting out. You're cutting <laughs> out. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys. Um, but we do we do know uh, Michelia is in for the Yosh guys. Uh, and man, that finish at uh, Lakewood, which kind of came out of nowhere for I think a lot of us. I talked to Mike Webb after the race. He was very happy. I'm sure you were very happy. Like a nice job for Matt. Good, happy story all around for for you guys and for Matt. Yeah, no, exactly. It was smart. It was very smart on his part, and the team worked. Um, you know, getting him ready, getting him uh, prepped, and just a, uh, an easy base. Like, all right, let's not try to achieve too much, and just 
get a, as best start you can and mm-hmm. get through those first few laps and just keep building. And that's what he did. I mean, yeah, it was a surprise to everyone that he was top 10 both motos for sure. But um, he's definitely a capable rider. He's shown it in the past. So, um, yeah, it was it was a nice result for sure for everyone. It was it was good. Absolutely. And we're hearing Baggett is out and Stu is in. Anything you know yet that you can confirm or for high point? Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know for sure. I know Stewart still um, – He's been riding. Um, I just don't know if he's confirmed in or, or in or out. I right. know he's got a lot going on right now, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we want him there. Always, always good to have Stewart on the line and watch him ride. He's amazing on a motorcycle. So, um, and then yeah, I think Baggett's probably going to miss one more weekend. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, if the press release is out yet or not, but uh, yeah. that's what that's what it's looking like. Yeah. So Matt's a fill-in guy, though, for for to make things clear. As soon as James and Blake are 100 yep. percent and back, Matt is uh, out of the team and uh, probably just practicing during the week and hoping to fill in again. I would imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good to have obviously him him filling in. It's 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 been a huge help, especially with those guys kind of week to week and, and until they get uh, through these nagging injuries. But um, but yeah, uh, until those guys are are 100, he'll he'll be there, and uh, you know, of course, we'd like to uh, help them out as much as we can. But uh, that's that's tough with costs and budgets yeah. and equipment and all that. It's hard to have uh, rotating engines and bikes throughout for three guys. So. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the JGR model with Phil, it's uh, it's really cool. It's unique. It's groundbreaking. Phil's gotten into a lot of races due to injury, but it's also not cheap to do that, to uh, you know to pay Phil to sit at home basically for week after week. So I'd, it'd be great if more teams could do that, but yeah, a little expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, this sport is gnarly. I mean, you, every every guy is hurt. I mean, look at Dungy. It's just like right. you never know when, when a guy, someone that solid is, is – just take something small you know there's no cages around these guys so uh um, <laughs> no. it's it's hard it's hard to keep guys going through through the whole year the whole season it's long it's grueling and that's why the sport is, is so cool because it is so gnarly um but yeah i mean if we had a a bigger budget we could do this stuff but it's it's hard it's hard to have fill-in guys and, and play that out yeah absolutely uh hey suzuki made a return to the 250 class this year which is much needed and uh with yeah. the matt suzuki team and uh the motorcycle superstore team of albertson albertson and osby and uh, matt for a little while uh luke clout of course uh who put in some good rides at uh, at lakewood actually considering where he, he he began the day um this has been a good thing for you guys and i imagine you're going to keep it going uh, you know next year and the years beyond Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, we want to have a ladder for guys to climb through the ranks on. Um, you know, from from mini bike eighty fives to two fifties to four fifties, and you know, we gotta we gotta walk before we run. So this mm-hmm. is a, you know, getting getting back out there and getting getting the two fifty RMZ two fifty back on on the gate and showing that it's you know it's competitive and and building those platforms. You know, obviously the Geico and the Star and PC those teams they've they've been around for a while and they have a lot of. Um, you know, base development going on. So we're, we've we've got some catching up to do, but we'll get there. We're sure we're sure putting our hammer down and going for it. So. Well, I've told you this story personally before. Like it wasn't that long ago, there was no Yamahas out there. None. They had yeah. uh, they had a carburetor and an oil tank, and Star had two guys, and nobody wanted to ride them. And uh, I imagine a new bike is coming down the pipeline at some point, and it it just takes Yamaha threw out a bunch of bikes and parts to a bunch of people and got some good riders and built a program, and now there's tons of them out there. It can be done. Uh, and if you want an example, just look at Yamaha 10 years ago or even less, 8 years ago. Nothing going on with them. So, I, you know, it's at that point where you guys are starting to climb back. 
Yeah, no, we have a new bike this year. The RMZ250, you know, is new. Um, from a customer standpoint, it's an mm-hmm. awesome bike. It's it's really good to ride. Um, you know, just the highest level of racing, like I said, those those other teams, they have a lot of um, high-end parts that they've built and developed over the last, you know, so many years. So that's just where we got to put in the time, and, and, and we're there. Suzuki's dedicated to racing. It's what our DNA is, and, and, and we're, we're pushing hard to get there. You uh and you're getting back into the amateur racing and and I don't know uh, you, mm-hmm. you've been at Suzuki for, how long you've been at Suzuki for whether you were R and D guy or, or well I there? I raced for the amateur program at, um, <laughs> yes from ninety five to ninety it was for four years and during that time I started as a test rider helping them out with R and D with um, with Rich Taylor and I pretty much did R and D with them from that point on so you're looking at almost 20 years <laughs> from i think 90 90 end of 96 was my first time i ever went out testing with them that was when the coffee was out there that day riding as well um but um i actually started as a as an employee in the end of 2010 i i, I came in yeah. to, to run yeah so um so yeah, so I've been an employee for almost almost six years now. Well, I was going to say, so you you've been Suzuki, you've been the amateur guy. Um, if you want to get back in, you got to you know start supporting amateur racing at a heavier level than you've been at. But good God, Wheeler, yeah, I'm sure you've had your eyes open. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've had your eyes open to like what's going on in the amateur ranks. I go on my my shows on and on and on about it. Um, it's out of hand, and but you've if you've got to pay to play, and I guess that's what Suzuki needs to do, right? It's uh start there and, and grow it but good luck wheeler <laughs> yeah we got to be smart about it and be efficient you know it's obviously some of this stuff there's a lot of money dropped in certain areas which you know like i said we, we got to be smart about it we can't just do certain things but but i'm telling you we are looking at it we're focusing on it and we're mm-hmm. we're um it's we're making moves so it's it's happening so that's good. Um, you've uh, again, you've been at Suzuki when there was a factory team with Roger DeCosta running it and everything else. Uh, a couple of years ago, farmed out to Yoshimir, who of course have been great partners with Suzuki over on the road race side for decades. Um, how's that going from your perspective? How do you like it? The Yosh guys uh, sort of r- taking over the Suzuki program and running their factory race team. Like it's been a good thing. You, you've been you've been happy with it. Yeah, I mean the the, the Yoshimira Suzuki tie has been i mean it's a long-standing relationship um from japan it's super tight and over here and they do a great job with with uh handling everything and uh, i mean they took it on their shoulders and, and basically forged forward so it's um yeah it's a partnership partnership that's going to be you know long long lasting and, and like i said it's it's it helps both ways it's mutual benefit mm-hmm. mutually beneficial to both parties so yeah it's good, yeah. You good. Uh, and obviously, when it comes to riders next year, we're, we're in the full thing of silly season, as you know, and 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 as we know, we kind of know where riders are going already next year. This is something where I guess your bosses, Mike Webb, yourself, maybe Pat, still a little bit. You guys all kind of mm-hmm. come to a consensus. Is that what it is? Where you throw it on the paper and say, "Here's the budget. Here's who we're looking at. What does everyone think?" Is that how it goes nowadays? Yeah, I mean, the best the best decision is to gather as much data as you can. So you want to get everyone that uh, you know think has the knowledge and the the foresight, insight to to help with decision making and get everything out there, and then look at all the the numbers and data and and make the best decision. At least you know, that's kind of how you do it with testing. You, you try yeah. different things. You look at all the different things, and then you try to make 
choose the best path forward. So that's what's what's going on, and that's you know how I think it should continue to go on. Uh, all right, let's get to our last call here on the show. Beth, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty show. Uh, it says Hi. here, it says here, you want to get rid of whole shot devices. Yeah, I I just think that you know let's bring some skill back to pro racing makes it a little easier to start. I know in amateur level, a lot of guys are like, oh, how do you start without a whole shot device? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should maybe uh, we should try to bring some I, skill back to it. might make the starts a little more interesting. I, I like your idea. I brought it up on my show, Pulp Show, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago. The guy, and my sponsor from Works Connection wrote me an email and said, yeah, he was super stoked to hear that a big part of his business <laughs> would be going away because Works Connection makes the best uh, quick start device uh, in the uh, in the industry. But honestly, Wheeler, uh, you've been there. You've raced pro without a I, – I think Beth's onto something. Like, okay, leave him on there for amateurs, whatever, go ahead. But let's take them off for pros. Let's let's get some skill back in because you got a 450 underneath you, and you've got to maintain this. And you know you can't just dump the clutch and all that. What do you think of that, Wheeler? What do you, what's, what about that idea? It's interesting. I, I can tell you from from my personal experience. I I never I never used one. I never when I was racing they didn't exist. So I can't really tell you from that standpoint. But one thing that is interesting, and I've noticed a couple times, but like at Colorado, I think Andrew Shorts was stuck on. Yeah. I'm like, yep. that's, that's a little bit, you know, like, whoa, is that, you know, concerning? But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course, making it, pulling the skill out of it and, and making it all about rider technique and skill is, is what it should be about. Um, and we even got rear, we even got rear starts now, Beth. There's rear start devices, so you lock both down. And then you basically just dump the clutch, you know. But then again, too, Beth, electronics is, is really helping starts as well, uh, limiting and getting the riders in the right RPM. So there's a lot of electronics going on right now that is also hasn't been there a decade ago, you know. Yeah. So we're, yeah. Making it, we're making it easier with the start devices and the electronics as well. So uh, good question, Beth. I'd like to see it done. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks. All right. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see it done. Let's put the skill back in these guys. Wheeler, let's see what happens. Of course, you know, somebody like Blake Baggett, your rider, pretty tiny guy holding on to a 450 but uh yeah those bikes are so fast it's it's almost like and then you you got you've got the front ends tucked down so you're going even faster into the first corner i don't know that's that's pretty gnarly all right well chris wheeler from uh from suzuki racing uh thanks for coming on and dropping on and giving us a little insight into what's going on i was looking through the vault the other day for something and i noticed there was a national and I, i meant to bring it up uh right now but i can't find the race again you beat my rider kelly smith in 2000 uh by one spot in both motos i i, I don't oh. know i don't know what race it was I, I wish i could find it but i was very it, bitter it couldn't have been it couldn't have been high point right no it was not <laughs> high point oh no who can forget high point but you were am yep. leonard ktm and there was some race i was looking and you went like you guys went like 17 18 and 14 15 or something in both motos and uh, i was like oh look at wheeler both times just finishing right ahead of kelly smith yeah, no, that was an interesting year for sure. Being uh, we lived out of a warehouse in Piqua, Ohio, and uh, you know what's was, was fun. The weirdest part of that whole thing is that guy, whoever owned Am Leonard, was just one and done. Like I'm all in. I'm buying a truck. I'm all into racing. I'm out after one year. Like you're like you really didn't even want to give it another. No, you he know, tried. He tried to be year two. So he like we had the nicest semi in the. Pit, yeah, it was good. Any, it was nice. We didn't have any. We didn't have any parts so like during the week if we broke something. I'm like, this is backwards, you know, but yeah. it was cool. Like, I mean, I appreciate the, the, the opportunity and everything. And, and looking back, it was a great experience to have stuff like that happen. But, uh, 
But, yeah, he tried to – I think he was actually looking to be the Suzuki um, program the following year, mm-hmm. and I think at the last minute it fell apart. I think he had a lot of demands, and he, he didn't really have a lot of experience within the industry, so I think his like perception or expectations of what he should be getting was bigger than – what usually is offered <laughs> yeah. and so or as possible i should say and uh yeah so i think uh the last minute just kind of fell apart and he was like all right i'm, I'm out just weird how you would do that though you're not like hey i'm gonna go racing for three years and see where it takes me or whatever yeah, it three is year plan, you yeah. know what i mean instead you're just like i'm out i don't like it i'm done so uh all right well chris wheeler thanks for the time bud appreciate it are you going uh, no, this weekend you. are you going to high point I am not. Okay. I will be in Mammoth all week for the Amateur National, um, so I'll be up there all week, but I will be at the, um, the maybe the fifth or sixth round. Perfect. All right. Well, we'll see you there. So. Thank you for your time. All right. Have fun. All right. See you. Chris Wheeler, everybody, from uh, Suzuki. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, we're out next week. Remember that? But we'll be back after that. Flyracing.com, n-fab.com. Tits, thank you for your time. It's my pleasure. I'm sure you'll be missing next week greatly. Very much. Why don't you come and sit in this booth and sit in this seat? Oh, that'd probably be the best Moto 60 show ever. I don't think so. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. See you in a couple weeks. I was born in-